0: Stand-up comic, joke it up one time (laughs) Fun (laughs) day.
1: Fun day and dancing guest
2: Yes, we have a guest (laughs) It's like
0: kind of Uh She's got a shimmy (laughs) Yeah, yeah (laughs) Let's
1: talk about sex, Let's talk about you and me Let's talk about all the good things And the bad things that make me Let's talk about sex Let's talk about sets.
0: Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Well, hello. This is Let's Talk About Sets. It's a podcast about the science and craft of stand-up comedy. I'm your host, Jeff McBride, and to my left, wearing a bonnet and a puce tuto, is my co-host, Harrison Tweed. Harrison, do a curtsy. Um, My sheep need tending, so I will not, but... uh... Well, Harrison will be back in a minute. Uh. And uh, off to my right here is our guest today, Caitlin Bailey.
3: Oh, Thank you for having me. I was so worried that you'd opened with an impression of me. And I was like, oh, no. Uh. <laughs>
0: uh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. That would be... Let me
3: read dutifully from this piece of paper about the list of things we will discuss. <laughs> <laughs> I did my homework. Thank you. I can prove it.
0: I know. You, you did a great job. And uh, that is true, uh, which fits today's theme. Today's theme is truth. So let's get started with a bit by Ali Wong, and it's from her 2016 Netflix special, Baby Cobra. And I don't know what the name of it is exactly, but it'll become clear here pretty quick.
4: I'm very grateful to be uh, pregnant and to be this far along, to be seven and a half months pregnant, because last year I had a miscarriage which is very common and a lot of women who are in their 20s flip out when they hear that and they're like oh my god that's so dark and terrible I can't believe that I'm 33 girl when you're 33 you'll know plenty of women who have had a miscarriage it's super common and I wish more women would talk about it so they wouldn't feel so bad when they go through it when I told my mom she's from a third world country and when I told her I had one she was like uh, yeah, where I'm from, that's like losing a pair of shoes. <laughs> oh. It's what ifs, okay?
3: I feel like losing your shoes in the third world would be actually like a, a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <Right? Yeah.
4: laughs> you we know, not talk about that. Yeah.
3: Sorry, I don't, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, no, I love this shit. Yeah. It's yeah. like third world perspective.
4: <laughs> when I told my mom, she's from a third world country, and when I told her I had one, she was like. Uh, yeah, where I'm from, that's like losing a pair of shoes. Hmm. It's whatevs, okay? And everything happens for a reason. I found out at my six week sonogram, which is very early. And the doctor says to me, Oh my God, I see two sacks, which means you're having twins. And I was like, No! Uh-huh. And then she said, But what I don't see is a heartbeat. And I was like, yeah! The Lord is
5: mysterious!
4: (laughs) Don't feel bad, okay? They were the size of poppy seeds. I picked boogers larger than the twins that I lost.
5: Most
4: women won't let their husbands watch when they're going through a miscarriage. I sat my husband down in front of me while I sat on the toilet and I was like, you look. <laughs> you watched the whole thing, and he felt so bad for me, and I used it as leverage and held that shit over his head for a month and got him to do whatever the fuck I wanted him to do. Uh. 30 days. He took me to see Beyonce
5: <laughs> He
4: bought me a bike off of Craigslist. That's my miscarriage bike) and
5: <laughs> <laughs> For 30 days,
4: I finally had the marriage I always wanted. <laughs> Yeah
0: Right, oh my God! Right. That's okay, really great, so uh, Caitlin. Right. That's a great bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, why did you pick it?
3: I I love it because she's telling the like the unvarnished truth about like what she's experiencing, and I feel like when when you're a stand-up comic, one of the things that you run into is like you know she's having she she talks about how common the event is, yeah. right? So like mm-hmm. it's not the weird thing about her is not that she had a miscarriage, right? Yeah. It, the weird thing about her is that she's willing to be honest with us about her feelings on yeah. it, which is like no this is this is chill this is normal this is not where you like you talk to normal people if you just go to like a brunch party or whatever and someone's like oh i had a miscarriage you're like the social programming is like oh my god i'm so sorry right right like the social violation from her is like nah like with just a little bit of context this is fucking fine and i dare you Mm -hmm. to tell me how i'm supposed to fucking feel about it Yeah. yeah
2: she neutralizes yeah. the threat of it also being an uncomfortable conversation. Yes. Like in the beginning, she's like, this isn't going to be a really sad story. She's right. like, this happens a lot. Yeah, And it's just like, she doesn't even need to do it in a joking way. Right? She just is like, she and she makes it like, very clear. Yeah. yeah.
0: Plenty of women who've had a miscarriage. I wish more women would talk about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she recontextualizes. And then she's going it. to do it. Yeah. Fast, really fast mm-hmm. by just saying my mom's from a third world country. Right. <laughs> uh, this is how she sees it. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah, like the fetus dying is not as a big deal as like the crops dying, for example. Uh-huh. Yeah. In, that,
0: in that context, right? Yeah. And what she owns so well is her own situation and her own perspective. Yes. And it allows her to...
3: (laughs) Yeah, like she's not telling anybody how to feel about their miscarriage. Mm -hmm. She's telling us the truth about how she feels about her miscarriage, Uh hoping to open up the conversation because it is so common, right? So like for anything that is that common, Uh you're going to have a really wide swath of reactions to it, right? Mm -hmm. For some women, this is going to be the defining tragedy of their life right and for other women it's gonna be something that they literally didn't notice both all of those things are true and everything in between
2: you said off mic before we started that she had trouble with this bit before she started showing
3: and she said that she she started doing this bit the the second it happened right like a comic right where you, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just living your life out loud and like processing all of the weird shit that happens and like yeah. this weird you know cycle um and she said it, it didn't work until she became visibly pregnant, because then she gave the audience like, "It's all okay. It's all okay. It's all okay." Yeah. Look, hey. Look, I did it. It's fine, right? Yeah. We're gonna make this baby instead of I the gotta dead one. refill. Fresh. Healthy
5: youth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they my spilled coffee. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: One of the elements of truth that I wanted to hit on, which is that it, a big part of 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 telling the truth is that there's truth with a capital T and there's truth with a little t there's there's The the truth Which is like It's reality You can't argue With the truth Of a boulder Landing on somebody And it's also hard To argue With someone's Own life experience Absolutely Mm -hmm.
3: Doesn't stop people From doing it No no, Every day Of course not Of course
0: not (laughs) But but we get into uh, A real struggle And a lot of Arguments over What is Objectively True and factual Right You can't argue Whether or not Somebody was hit By a bus They either was hit They were hit by a bus Or they weren't Right But you start to argue Argue with people's perspective on that, right? Uh-huh. Right, and then there's how do you perceive it? How do you feel about as your truth? But then there's also what does the collective consciousness of humanity feel about this, or your culture, or whatever? Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's these different levels of reality. Um, I've, I've heard it described as like um, there's your sub, your own subjective reality, right? Where it's which is just like this is how I feel, mm-hmm. right? Okay, all right. You got it. Nobody can argue with that. I mean, you you only have
3: to go to one therapy appointment for someone to tell you, like, no one's allowed to tell you how how to feel. Mm -hmm. No, no no one. No, no one's allowed to do it. You get to just feel your feelings, whatever they are. But I think it is the role of comedians. To be the one to raise our hand of like, and ah, do we all have to feel this way about this thing? Can yeah. like, my, my react? Maybe I'm a drug addicted psychopath, but like what I felt was, uh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and I think that that's kind of our role as like outsiders or fringe people to ask. We, we don't have to be right about anything. Yeah. Our only job is to ask people to think differently about something. And then that opens up infinite possibilities. Right.
2: I would love to know who said it, but I heard an incredible quote about comedy, and it was, it was, uh, Co- uh, drama shows us what we could be, and comedy shows us what we are. Yes. I'm telling
0: you that because I read it. In the book.
2: <laughs> yeah. That that's a great quote, but that's kind of like speaks to what we're talking about. Is that the comedian is like, no, this is how we live our lives.
3: Yeah. I really I have related to her so much that I, I had my abortion at five weeks, and it was like. Yeah. And it, it, Right, it, yeah. right. And everyone had that reaction. Yeah, well, I just, and I right I yeah. and I was like, Nah, I made the nausea go away and I was able to focus more on campaign works. Like, I aborted yeah. some worthless bisexual kid in Seattle. Like, thank How god. How do you know
2: he was bisexual really?
3: We he was my employee. Like, it was oh, it was a oh, whole oh, fucked up I thought situation. I meant the kid was bisexual fucking without a condom for long.
0: Oh, you were employing a 5-month-old fetus? Okay,
3: look, That's, all right, like uh,
5: it's got legal. weird
3: in campaign world. But I was like, <laughs> it, it, like this is one of the things where like but like my, my dad like approached me about this. He came to me with this weird, sad energy, of like you killed a baby, and I was like, oh, you no. killed real babies, so like let's oh, not like God. fuck yeah, you in terms fired. of like moral superiority. I'm like,
5: no
4: and
3: also you're welcome. You're welcome for not introducing this worthless, skinny fuck yeah. into y'all's life as your as the father of your grandchildren. I don't get any fucking credit for making an <laughs> incredible judgment call uh, yeah. on how not to have a baby, you yeah. dumb fuck. Really? Really? You wanted me to bring a screaming bundle of joy where you have to negotiate shit with somebody ha- that has safety pins <laughs> well, in their ear? Really, Dad? Yeah. Like,
0: but his truth, though, yeah. his truth is that... It's never okay to (laughs) kill anyone unless the government tells you. like It's never okay. Did the government tell you to do that? Then no, it's fucking wrong. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes, so great. You need Uh, a uniform to kill a human. If you want it to be
3: the right thing to do.
5: Oh,
0: God. Oh, man. Although, although, I think if you'd gone in in like uh, 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 a uh, star-spangled pantsuit,
3: maybe it would have been a little better. <laughs> or if you
2: build it as like, I'm doing this for my freedom
3: I'm as an pretty... like, American. <laughs> well, it's, always, it's very funny, right? Because I was uh, yeah. like, that's one of my freedoms. And yeah. it's like, so my dad and I both care a lot about freedom. Yeah. And that means really different things to us because he doesn't have a uterus and I can't punch people out. So like oh, we God. have a different idea of yes. what our freedom should be. <laughs> let's,
0: let's, let's save some sure. of that truth. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I wanted to relate yeah. to
3: Ali's thing. I was like, anyway, yeah. my I aborted it five weeks, and it felt like not a thing. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was fine. And and that is,
0: I think, where a lot of our job as a stand-up comedian, as a, a comedian or artist, and I think artist in general, I think, is mm-hmm. challenging, like you said, this intersubjective reality Mm -hmm. this like this agreed upon this is what we think about this right and we go do we should we yeah what do you you really think what do you really think underneath the thing you show Mm -hmm. outwardly to fit in with the social
3: contract yeah there's so much about like polite society and the thin veil of civility that i think hides like a lot of of real shit well let's talk about that i'd love to talk about that polite i've long
0: thought politeness and I struggled with it growing up. Politeness, because I'm so concrete, mm-hmm. politeness is lying
3: yes. all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's constant lying. It's feelings. Yeah, it's, and it yeah.
3: just, I mean it, 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 I mean, it serves to uphold whatever the status quo is, whatever the, the system of oppression is, right? It's like these rules of conduct, right? Mm-hmm. The, like, you know, what, like, why is it? Well, uh, sometimes.
0: It's not always upholding no, 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 the system it, of oppression. Sometimes it's just, I just don't want to see this person.
3: Not allowed to, to burp in public. That's my idea of freedom. I gotta be able to burp at the uh, dinner. Oh, I'm I need no. I need
0: to burp <laughs> and have an abortion at the same time. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Why am I not allowed to bring my abortion conversation to your dinner party? Yeah. What are the
0: rules, you dumb? guy? Yeah. I'm fascinated with that. You you brought it up earlier in our earlier discussion, uh-huh. and I think that uh, Harrison, you're fantastic at being very very polite. Mm-hmm. Um, with people, and you, you you, know how to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas for me, I have to be like, go back and go, hmm, that upset that person. <laughs>
2: I think I'm good at <laughs> phrasing things. I'm trying to be as honest as I can. Di-
3: diplomatically.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, I just want to, I feel like, what is the way I can tell this information to this person and keep their hope alive? Yeah. Like if it's like someone's like, God, I like if it's like a stand up, like low stakes, like they just right. bombed at a mic or a small shitty bar show. I'd be like, I don't think I'd be like, you know what? You just I mean, they just weren't feeling you. But like the material was better than the audience. Like and I will believe that. Sure. But I know it sounds like I'm just telling them what they what is the nicest thing sure. they should hear. But I don't know. There's just ways. you. I
3: think that there's like it's just a general feeling among. You know, know, college kids bond, soldiers bond, people in, like, weird Mm -hmm. subcultures bond. But in, like, normal HR polite society, Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable and, uh, like, socially discouraged to talk about real shit in a real way. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. Every service
2: industry job you have, it is that bond. But then if you work in an office, it feels like this distance. I remember working reception as a temp and being like, I'm – the receptionist, everyone is walking past me and like two out of 25 people are saying hi. It's like, that's such a weird environment.
0: Well, and and in particular, like that's another thing that we deal with every day all the time. And I think people feel super boxed in about is, uh, at least in American culture, your job is to say, I am happy to do that for you. When the reality is, I'm not happy to do <laughs> this for you at all. I would never do this for free. I do this because I'm afraid yeah. of being homeless. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. I'm driven by fear and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah. I
0: don't say any of that. What I do is I go. I would be happy to help you on the. I know you're mad. I know you're absolutely <laughs> yes. Absolutely, oh, I'm so sorry. That's completely right. my fault. It's yeah. our fault. Right. It's all of our faults. Yeah. And when really, it's probably might be might be the customer's fault.
2: Well, you told me a story about like an inter- interaction you had with bu- in business, and it was like he was being the part not you jeff but the other person was being megalomaniacal crazy Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. uh, nutso Mm -hmm. and you just had to be like this is something i've clearly done to you and i am (laughs) trying to work it and it's like no not at all but like in (laughs) that interaction to like get shit done you got to make them feel comfortable that you want to resolve and so you
0: almost what you have to lie about often yeah it's mm-hmm. your feelings
3: yes yeah yeah because you're feeling because you, you have to you have to manage towards an objective mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so like being honest with your feelings in that moment whether you're trying to manage from below or as a manager from right down, like the more it's i think it's harder to top from the bottom you know what i mean where yeah. like somebody has ostensibly some power over you and you have to pl- be like an emotional puppeteer to get the fucking shit that you need to do your goddamn fucking job mm-hmm. right you can't just be like hey asshole. I need this thing. Yeah. Right. You have to be like, um, I'm sure, sh- you know, in last week's memo, when you alluded that maybe if I needed something that I could do this and like, obviously, you know, you're such a genius. I'm sure that you can see yeah, that. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, this. I mean,
5: yeah, yeah it's yeah, a yeah, nightmare. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah like yeah. learning, the, I, that was such a struggle just to learn when I was, I was in finance for years and learning painfully. Uh, what I could or could not do in email, I'd yes. just be like, because all I'd be like is like, well, I have to get this so I can do that, so we can have this on time. Hey, get me this so blah blah blah. And people were like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> what is this asshole? I'm like, I'm doing the job I get paid to do. It's, I don't understand right,
2: like, what's your problem. What are
0: you
3: doing here? Yeah.
2: it's funny how we like uh, these, uh, oh god, uh, these societal norms. Like when they when they're broken in society to our face, we're like, how? Why is this happening? But then we, like, idolize them in, like, television. Right. Like, people love Don Draper because he's to the point yeah. in a way that yeah. no one is now. Oh, well,
3: yeah, because things in TV yes. work out. Yes, you know, yes, right? Whereas, yes. like, in real life, <sighs> yeah, yeah. you know, the, you, no one gives a shit about your character. Exactly. Journey, your journey. Yeah, yeah, Or it's truth-telling or whatever like it is. Like,
2: men loved Entourage's uh, Ari Gold because he was like, oh, he'll just say what he wants. And then women love, this is, because uh, it came out at the same time. And, uh, like, people love Samantha on Sex and the City. Yeah. because. Like oh my gosh, she's just like straight shooter, so proud of her sexuality and okay with talking about it in public. But it's but, yeah, but if you're your those friend get like that, uninvited.
3: Mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. it's like
2: they love them when they're when they have this distance, with a safe distance. Yeah. And that's
3: I think that's something that's true about uh, comics that is that is also in my experience true about horror or like like fringe fringe subcultures, yeah. right. Is that they really remove themselves from that kind of civility. And the longer I see it up close, right. Like Cause I'm dating a civilian and like, I like, and so there's this whole world of like people with HR departments and like pressed collars and like stuff. <laughs> and it's like, it's a, it's a trap of their own making, yes. and everyone's working so hard to maintain the walls of the cage. Yeah. It's very weird. Everyone, like everyone, feels trapped by it, and also everyone feels super invested in it.
2: Yeah, it's like the American Psycho is like exaggerating on, which is like I want to fit in, like that, like that's why you're doing all this. Yeah, because crazy.
3: there's danger in not doing it, right? Yeah, that's you know, I, I perceive
1: danger.
0: What I love about that analogy you just gave is like I just saw this like. In my head, you know those old school... Uh, those old school zoo train cars that are also like cages. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Like it's, it's yes. a big, big cage. It's like, it's, you see it in like Dumbo and stuff. Uh, oh okay. yes. So yes. I, I, they go a whole group of people inside of that and they're all fixing the bars, like, yes. like trying to, put uh, them in. Like, yeah. we have got to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. While they're like, while they're, they're screwing like, them in. Like, is yeah. anybody going to fix that? That bar is loose. That bar yeah. is loose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's
2: really
5: funny. <laughs>
3: Oh man. Yeah, I like that. That it, we all prop up the cage and yet Because and, and I think it takes a kind of uh being disinvested in the system in order to see it clearly but that comes with you know a lot of shitty stuff like not yeah. having health insurance or access to capital yeah <laughs> like
4: it's you know
2: we're afraid of the consequences but the consequences could just be universal freedom for everyone yeah. and everyone believe like doing what they feel and what's yeah, best we just for them
4: made up this
3: dumb system of coupons and yeah. we're all like it's like <laughs> no there's enough shit for everyone it turns out yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Let's talk about how now that plays into the freedom that we get to have, and or almost like the responsibility that we have as, as comedians mm-hmm. to quote-unquote tell the truth, both sure. big T and little t, like objective truth, uh, and then also shining the light on – uh, everybody agrees that this is reality. It's totally not. Yes. Yeah.
3: I, but I think that's the role of of any artist, right? Mm-hmm. So like sure. comedians, we work within a certain toolkit, But I think any any artist's job yeah. is to look at things differently.
0: Yeah, but fuck those mm-hmm. people. So like, let's. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I
3: know. I agree with no, you. No, but it's like you, it's man. our job to throw rhetorical rocks at proverbial walls, uh-huh. right? Like that's our that's so our. So the audience
2: can live vicariously
3: through vicariously us, through us but but also it's, we, we don't have the same role as advocates we don't have the same role as politicians we have no responsibility to right. be right about yeah. something right we just have the responsibility to see something differently uh huh how we've otherwise been thinking about it. And it's just that difference of perspective that opens up the possibility for truth because we get, we get out of the rut, right? We get out of the, the worn, dumb lie that we've been right. telling ourselves right. for generations about how something is. We're the ones whose job it is to be the kid
0: that goes, hey, um, the emperor has no clothes. Yes! That's, yeah. that's the job yeah. in, in a way. But we get to do
3: something that so many people don't get to do. Yeah right and like politicians i think are just like one one example of right. that right yeah
0: what's odd is is uh, comedians often get they they get described as uh people they're, they're telling telling the truth they're, they're so honest and yet what it's wrapped in a lot of times A complete lie Absolutely Like it's a story about it never happened Yeah um, And you uh, Which I've had to learn to do Like oh my god <laughs> yeah. It's been so painful to, to to not I just want to tell the truth As I as it happened Right But nobody gives a fuck About how it happened They, give, they care yeah, if it's I mean, funny And there's an essence to it
3: Absolutely But also if you're just Telling a true story Even if you're just Sticking to the, the truth Of what happened You're still choosing From infinite details Exactly Right So you're exactly. constructing A narrative You're creating An emotional journey journey yeah. for your audience where you have the benefit of all the information it's a selective truth even when it is the truth mm-hmm. and
0: you're doing a, a disservice to your audience if you leave in a bunch of details right. that might be true sure. but they just distract from what yeah, they, yeah who it gives a shit care about yeah. right That yeah. there are three people in the room but there's really only one conversation that matters kill those other two people yes <laughs> yes <laughs> they should die in your story sure. and never have
3: existed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Have you ever get stuck at a party with a dude that feels the need to give you all the information, or I'm, just anyone? I'm that dude, oh, so uh, yeah. Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, I've never some, come so close to throat punching somebody. It's, oh, yeah, so, yeah. It's, yeah, I feel raped by someone's bad story. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just,
0: okay. uh. So, but but in but with but with stand up. Uh, in order to get at the essence of a truth, you often have to construct these
3: lies yeah. around. You it. play wow. fast and loose with the facts, right? In order to get to an emotional truth or right. a philosophical truth, right? Or a, sure. a, right. A, a, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, and
0: I, I think that that's a. It's kind of a funny, ironical element. Of ironic element. <laughs> no, oh,
5: God, ironical is it. hilarious. God, damn it!
0: Uh, Keep it uh, in. Don't I, sound like You're an I idiot. Quit. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just just grossed myself out. Okay, so (laughs)
5: uh,
0: an ironic element of doing stand-up is just how much non-truth you spew Mm -hmm. oftentimes... To get to the truth, yeah. That people then go, "Wow, so honest."
3: Well, I, I think what people mean by honest is free, right? Because we're professional pissants That's what we are,
5: yeah. Right,
3: like <laughs> yeah. In, like investigative journalists in that way. It's like we're just in everyone's way, right? We're like uh-huh. sort of, you know, we're like outside the bounds of. So we're allowed to say "cunt" and "fuck your mother," yeah. and neither of those things are true, but we're allowed to say it, right? So it's a, it's a break from civility. It's a think break you from deny politeness. The
0: truth of "cunt." I think
2: Uh,
5: (laughs) so. Okay,
3: who have you been talking to?
2: Capital C. Sure, I love that. Very powerful. It is a break from civility. It's
3: a break from civility, and so I think that I think it's it's less a recognition of the trustworthiness of comedians of being like good eyewitnesses to life, (laughs) and more about recognizing the silencing, buffering, veiling quality of uh, of politeness. Right.
0: Yeah, and also you'll reveal. You might reveal as a comedian a truth about the same fact. Yeah, like you'll say, okay, this is one way of looking at this thing. Now I'm going to spin it completely the other direction and show you a truth about this from this perspective. Yeah, and and I I I think that's that is one of the most joyful things I love about stand-up is all of a sudden a thing I knew to be true in a certain way. Somebody makes me laugh hard and on now I can't see it any other way than what yeah. was just
3: said.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And we'll play some bits uh, that exemplify that in a little bit.
3: I mean, for like for Ali Wong's bit, right? Like, so I would question the like absolute truth of her physically sitting her husband down yeah, yeah, yeah. to watch the, the miscarriage. Yeah. But I believe Without question, her emotionally sitting her husband down and leveraging that in the way that, like, and and telling the truth about a relationship dynamic that might be outside the, like, truth, truth of, like, how that that conversation went down over days or weeks or months or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So she distills it for us right. in oh. one theatric yes. moment. That's a
0: great way to put it. Yeah, distilling yeah. It. yeah, distilling it to one theatric
3: moment. Yeah. Right, you might that have... captures the truth about uh-huh. maybe a long-term conversation they were having, oh, right? right? So like, I don't begrudge her like or or maybe she fucking sat him down and like he watched her bleed into a toilet, you know? Like I don't fucking know her yeah, life or yeah, her story, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe he jerked off the whole time. Like I don't know. <laughs> uh. yeah.
2: Hold the door down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he I was like,
0: "Are you sure we can only do this once?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it
2: was twins, babe. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's crazy. I and it's also it's funny because in comedy, there's um. Ways that like on a special especially or in a show like This Is Not Happening, which is like a storytelling Mm -hmm. stand-up show, you get to go – you get to be as in-depth about the story as possible. So you distill it maybe once. But there's like a triple distilled version in comedy where it's like on a Conan set just – like DeVito's part of his – Anthony DeVito did Mm -hmm. this episode and we talked about his bit about – so I'm the thing love overcame where it's like I'm his the friend thing
0: love conquered. I'm the thing love, love conquers all, but I'm the thing love conquered because his, his, did his, did his girlfriend
2: did cheated did. on him with his, his best friend. And uh. then
0: they get in. They got, they started Then they got married.
4: Oh but that, man. Yeah.
2: And we talked about how it's like on later albums, he's probably going to delve into that. Yeah. But in that joke, it is just, it's distilled like 54 yep 60 times into this nugget
3: and i think that that's something that we experience in the like going out and telling the same story over and over and over again for different audiences and like you know part of it is the choice that you make of what you're what you're telling them and then the other part of it is you responding to what they respond to right so it's like they tell you what they care about while you tell them what you care about. So it's this weird, Mm. like symbiotic process over, over weeks as you find the essence of a story.
2: Well, we, it's kind of fun, kind of funny. You kind of like borrowed this way to get into a hard story to tell on stage, which was, I went through a breakup and then I said, let's just pretend that like, let's not, make this breakup material let's make this like vague like you guys ever breakup material <laughs> you know because it was like fresh and then like you kind of did like a switcheroo of that kind yeah. of language just to like like i just need you to be okay with this because like um, let's yeah. pretend i'm okay with this yeah, yeah I, was, I
0: just uh, yeah I,
2: it's so fun to do
0: it was like i was like oh, we're gonna, i'm gonna do a breakup set um and for this set I I processed this already. It's yeah, been a year. Doing great. it happened yeah. last week. But like, it's it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's,
3: I have found uh, that you cannot make the audience more comfortable with something than you are, mm-hmm. and that like that's that's part of the process. So like, I've talked yeah. about a, a bunch of like heart, like you know my history as an escort and my like fucked up relationship, with mom and breakup, like the shit that happens to you in life. And I always found that it's like your responsibility totally to get grounded, and you can bring an audience anywhere. But you can't trust them to like, to. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you.
2: Because we're comedians. Go, we're okay with more things
5: than that. Yes, them, exactly. They generally. will follow
3: you anywhere yeah. if you're leading them. Yeah. But yes. you can't be like, I don't know where we're going in the woods, <laughs> but I want you to follow me anyway. That yeah. shit's not going to fly. Yeah, right? no. And, uh,
0: I no. One of my friends put it really well, um, Patrick Holbert. He was on this long ago. He's a great guy. And he he, he said, he's just like, just ask who's doing the emotional lifting in this bit. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it or are you asking them to do it? That's yeah, that's a great, great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. That's, I never heard that. Dan and and Dan Lamort said it similarly too he said he said there's am, am i you might start out a bit where you're like please make this okay mm-hmm. uh you might start there it's not going to really work but right. then eventually you need to get to the point where you're like I'm gonna make this okay. Yeah, for you. Yeah, uh,
3: and and I, I, and I love Ali Wong does that beautifully in this. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. she starts from a place of like the fact is that this happened, right. right? And she promises us an emotional resolution of like, let me give you a different way to think about this common fucking thing mm-hmm. that we've all pretended was yeah. Yeah, when uh, I love it.
0: She's like, oh, you have twins. And she's like, no. <laughs>
3: right? She's honest with us in that moment. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> right? God wears a mysterious way.
5: Yeah, <laughs> the real
3: tragedy would be me having twins. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's so, yeah.
0: Which for her, that's her truth. That's right? her truth. Right That's a hard puck puck
2: reality are... to like. Say because she's yeah. got to worry about, like, oh, are other women gonna think I'm being a dick about this? Who haven't actually had a miscarriage, but, but they yeah. just assume it would be evil. Dumb in that. their 20s. She calls <laughs> us
3: out immediately. But, but if yeah. she
0: is okay with it as she clearly is, people are like, I guess I am too. I, I wouldn't maybe say that. I wouldn't do that for my life, but I get that she is. Right. Mm. <laughs> Truth versus facts. Okay. Uh, I just want to investigate that for a second. Sure. Because I've often I've said this sort of jokingly but not but like facts can really fuck up a joke.
3: Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Truth. But not a presidential election. <laughs> no, no. Uh, a, a campaign my, apparently. My first
3: can't. year in comedy. <laughs> yeah. I began a bit with a civics lesson on the history of money as speech in politics like before the Citizens United shit. It never went well. I what? just wanted to. I was, just, I,
0: was, I was holding in the laughter, but I was definitely. It,
3: it, 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 uh, uh, fuck you. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was a fact filled yeah. three minutes of no laughs in order to get to one uh, mediocre chuckle. F- FYI. Give me
0: a- F- yeah. FYI. <laughs> I throw that stone from a very glass house. <laughs> I have my we friends, have all
3: done
5: this. Yeah, yeah, and
0: my friends have made fun of me many times. About it. nice <laughs> TED talk today, Jeff.
5: <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
0: Oh man. So, so you started this bit. You, you, you you were like, okay, here's all the things I think people need to know so they know yeah. the facts in, about yeah, this.
4: Yeah, you have to know the facts
3: in order to get to the funny, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, how are you even gonna get it if you don't get it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Nightmare.
2: Well, that's what <laughs> it, it's weird because, like, that ends up being why the best crowd work is just, like, keep asking questions and keep being honest with your reaction. Yes. Because there's gonna be something funny that happens yes. in that moment because yeah. the truth is really funny. True. And, I mean, you can, like, and also you can you know if
3: you well, the truth is really funny if you're allowed to be honest about it. like so the difference between like a crowd work conversation yeah. and a dinner party conversation
5: yeah yeah right
3: yeah, yeah so like somebody in the you know in a crowd work tells you that they're a fucking you know like a dentist or whatever you're allowed to say are you suicidal you can't do that at a, or i mean maybe I can't do that yeah, at yeah. my mom's dinner party without getting it talking to.
5: Exactly. I'm
3: not allowed to ask our dentist if they're suicidal, no matter what the statistics are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
2: Well, right. it's like when you you talk to like a couple, and it's like you guys got kids, and then it's like it's like it's like the the woman's like I do, and then it's like oh, you guys, when, when do you guys have a kid? And he's like, oh, it's her kid. I'm just like, I, I'm just we're I'm married. just trying to
3: fuck it. I'm just yeah, really trying to <laughs> fuck. To I, kid. Yeah, I don't
2: know. Uh, well, that would be a
3: good crowd. Yeah, yeah. Be like, I really oh, want to distance to
2: myself <laughs> from the parental role of this dependent yeah but at dinner party it's like oh that's not uh, that's chivalrous that's a good hearted man thing yeah. to do but then in the crowd works like oh i'm sorry buddy like <laughs> just like kind of gotta be like you you can be like and that's not even so much as honesty ex- like it's honesty but it's also an exaggeration of like sure. it's like that little twinkle of
3: uh frustration Did, and, how long have you guys been performing i know i feel like i'm supposed month, to know. five
0: all right cool yeah. and four and a half. Four and
3: a half. I'm at I'm at 7 and right around year 3 yeah. is when small talk started to get physically uncomfortable for me. Yeah. Yeah, it like it started to feel a little bit like nails on a chalkboard. I started to feel like physically constrained uh-huh. in a way because by I talk. by small talk, by by non-stage conversing with civilians yeah. because it started to feet cuz I I'd trained myself to go for the joke, to go for the uncomfortable thing, to go for the thing. So I'm physically holding myself back and right around year three and it's only gotten worse. Before and, yeah.
0: question. So before you started doing comedy though, were you very good at were you very good at small yes. talk? Yeah, I worked and in you, politics. Uh so so uh
3: I'm from the South. Uh, I find that... It, well, I'm from I did the South. fundraising for fuck's sake.
0: I'm from the South as well. Yeah. Montana. Oh, okay. North. So, uh, that's,
3: uh, fuck you. It uh, wasn't even a fucking state. Uh, the
0: right?
3: uh, <laughs> yeah, opposer. C- All right, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I, I can go. I don't have to do uh, that. Uh, this we're, is your house, though. <laughs> so you were good at it. You um, And then, eventually, you learned this other way yes, of communicating. Of and now you're like, okay, I... I can't. I can't, can't do this un-see, for you.
3: You can't unsee something,
0: right? Yeah, right. I, I had the opposite experience. Okay. Um, I had to painstakingly, consciously learn how to do small talk. Yeah. Because I saw it as utterly useless waste of time. Well, you're autistic. And so. yeah, no, yeah, no okay. so, true yeah. story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like I got something there. Right. So like, uh-huh. I, I, sometimes like it itches right where my a- I got bit by an Asperger's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So like I. Uh, I had to learn how to do that like like very consciously. I even had – a uh, my ex-wife gave me a book on small talk to – That's very funny. It, did <laughs> right, you did right. somebody
3: right. hand you how to make friends and make people like you? Yeah. That...
0: Oh, influence oh, people yeah. or whatever how to influence, that's called. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, it that book. more like she was so good at small talk and she considered it an art. Um, and I was like, this is dumb. And she's like, well, let me just show you this. And, and I – and I came around because eventually I realized, like, small talk is like this way of dipping your toe into a conversation to feel out subtly, do I want to go any further with this person? Oh, it's the shallow end
3: of the yeah, conversation. Yeah, it's like, it's like do, do I even want to swim here? Or is this? Yeah, no, I'm a fuck on the first date person. Like, yeah, I don't well, have any time for your like I If you can't agreed. hang, get out. Yeah, like, yeah that's, that's where I'm at. Now. And I think that oh, small talk dating? is an art form in the same way that flower arranging is an art form. Sure, yeah. it's hard and it's pretty and it's just also worthless
0: yeah, yeah yeah.
3: to you T- to me yes. yeah yeah i yeah, know yeah, there are a whole end of people make millions of dollars being amazing right.
0: at flower range i just find it fascinating that you went from being a natural at that to gross right.
2: i feel <laughs> yeah. like i feel the same way though it almost um it, it was like i was funny in conversation meaning m- making me think i should do stand-up like be, that being almost the root cause and then it's like well just like being chummy is getting excruciating now. And yes. you're right, like three years yep, in, right? Right around three years, yeah. And it was just like, I don't like eye contact with people started getting harder. Like when, holding when, it when, it was when I didn't want to make it. Yes. yes. Yeah, when it's disconnected. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll no. stare a
3: motherfucker down when I've made a point and I can tell that they're like withering in front of you me. You're going to get them.
0: Yeah
5: yeah. Yeah, 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 right.
0: What about telling a truth like it's a joke versus telling a joke like it's the truth? Kidding
3: on the square. I've heard that phrase before, but elaborate. Yeah, so. Kidding on the square means telling a truth as though it's a joke. Ah, okay, Yeah, and that's, how, that's the only way that my boyfriend knows what's up. It's mm, the only mm, way can't. Can
2: yeah. you give us an example?
3: I just take him to shows. Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, like, so, like I told him, uh, like, the only reason I'm open to marriage right now is because Trump is in office. So, like, I'm starting to get the impression that becoming a rich white dude's property might be the best way to, like, survive whatever happens next. Oh, my God. And that was For- my way You're of- forward thinker.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I don't
0: have health insurance. Like, this can get real bad real fast. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. I wouldn't call this progress, but I understand the progression.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I yeah. think <laughs> I also went from when I was younger in comedy being like, oh, I'm not going to invite a person I'm dating to see me do stand-up for a while. Now I'm like, the first time, to- I'm like, yes. I can't hang you can't hang, hang, out- hang
3: for this, yes. then you're not in this. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I'm like, if you can't, this is what I love to do, and this is what I love to say when I'm doing it. Yep. So you got to, if you're not on board with this, we're not going to be able to work out. Yeah it sucks so, it's a kind of a bad nail
0: so deal so that's, so you're saying that they need to be able to see you kid on the square they need to be able to see you tell the truth as though it's a joke
5: yes yeah yeah
3: but it's but it's also weird because like i don't know this is this is my own spoiled childishness i guess in relationships but like i want to be able to say the emotionally true thing in a joke format and also don't want to be held accountable to things i say as a comedian It's a sacred space you're not allowed to we don't challenge me. Yes.
0: And <laughs> yeah. that is something that's been gnawing at my brain now for a while. I've been, I have not verbalized this yet, but um, this game that comedians play a lot kind of grosses me out. Where they go, on the one hand, they're just like, they're like, they're like, I'm gonna say what matters. Yes. And then yeah. on the next breath, they go, It's all jokes, dude. How dare you take that Yeah, we have to thing. do that. And we have to continue and, to do and, that. And, and, and like, and I, and I, but at the same time, I'm like, You fucking hypocrite. Nope. Yeah. It,
3: like, is not, it is not hypocritical. Why isn't it? it? No, it's the space, it's the space we've carved out for ourselves over thousands of years uh-huh. to, to occupy this role. We are children throwing shit at the emperor. Oh. And it is our childishness that oh. protects us mm-hmm. from I'm the wrath of the emperor. Well I'm just oh. a kid. Right, absolutely. That's the role wow. of gestures. You you have to maintain a low status, low stakes. So
0: there's a great way to say that somebody said you could um the 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 deal that you make as the joker, as the jester, whatever, is that you get to say anything you yes. want. And you have to be covered in shit at the time. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, yeah. That is, that's a hundred percent true. So you relinquish social status, yeah. you relinquish m- membership in the club right. for the freedom to say all of it. Right. But because, but it's it is that freedom that prevents you from really being a member of the club or being able to have any power. So
0: you you would say to my my criticism here, mm-hmm. you would say that it's that hypocritical stance that talking out of both sides of your mouth here. Yep. That allows for both the freedom to say what you want and the reason people listen.
3: Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting.
3: And it's what, it's what divides us from other talkers, right? It's what divides us from politicians or advocates or like, or people with stakes, right? If you have a fundraising campaign or a policy initiative or like, or a goal, then you don't have that freedom anymore. Right. You are speaking for, it. but as as a fringe person, with with where you've relinquished the need to be right about something,
5: uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. You can
3: say it. You might be right or you might be wrong. It doesn't matter. Right. You get to say it.
0: Dave Chappelle's the the joy of being wrong. Yes. Yeah. You, that's a perfect, I think that's
3: very important. That's a yeah.
0: perfect segue into introducing our guest. Oh, yes, oh. I'd love uh, to introduce. Have I been Caitlin allowed Bailey. to talk
3: this whole time? I hope.
0: Uh, oh, good. Well, I <laughs> am in control of the editing, okay, okay. so we <laughs> shall see.
1: <laughs> Come on. Let's talk about sex.
0: I'd like to introduce Caitlin Bailey. So, Caitlin, one of the things I'd like to touch on first and foremost is the very thing you were just discussing, which is your move from being one of those people, the policy-making, agenda-having individuals, to now a shit-thrower. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So what? Uh, what?
3: Wait. Oh wait, I'm oh, oh. sorry. I, uh, yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna tell me my story. I can tell it. Uh, uh-huh.
5: yes.
2: No, we'd have rather you tell it. Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: Great. Yeah, where do you want to start? Well, here I'll just do this. I'll I'll, I'll give you the,
0: the Caitlyn Bailey's nothing to lose oh, honesty. No, no, no no, no,
4: no, no. I haven't updated. I know,
3: that's not no. It
4: fuck sure you. I haven't
3: updated laugh. my website since 2011. <laughs> that's
4: not fair. <laughs> that's not nice. I,
3: I emailed you. Uh, you asked me for a fucking bio, and I. All right, look. Uh, yeah, no. I started. Um, I started as an activist from a really young age. Like, so when I was in middle school, um, through the Unitarian Church, I met this uh, like anarcho-socialist, like food not bombs group of kids who ran an organization called YVRs, so Youth Voice Raleigh, and we would all meet in this cool nonprofit. Um, like their, you know, like living room or something. And our mission statement was that we were tired of parents, teachers, and politicians speaking for us as minors. We wanted an opportunity to advocate for ourselves. So we had a biweekly radio show. We published um, a, a, a zine, um, and we and we met. Weekly to talk about how hard it was to be an upper middle class white kid in Raleigh, North Carolina change
0: starts with zines. Yes. Yeah, Ah. absolutely.
3: That's uh, that's important. And then when I started fucking um, I realized that I didn't want to be in just like an echo chamber of radicalism. I wanted to impact real change um and in my mind that meant joining the mainstream or like working the system from within so i started volunteering for planned parenthood um and i did that for a decade and so like all through high school all through college and then what age did that start uh i started at 15 15. Uh, when i started fucking and then um and i yeah all through so yeah all of high school all of college
0: was that another service that uh um that that land parent provided the fucking the
3: fucking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) absolutely yeah actually i volunteered for them and so they uh gave me my std test for free so that was huge which was great because i was whoring at the time so it was a nice uh a nice symbiotic relationship um and then after i graduated i worked for this progressive uh political consulting firm um working for like a wide variety of progressive organizations but it was like a deeply exploitative advocate for progressive ideas so we would like fight for labor laws while violating the fuck out of them. Uh, You know what I mean? Like that's what we were, I was working like 120 hours a week. I was 22 years old. I had a staff of 106 people in 18 months. I was in 12 different cities working for like 11 different organizations. Like it was chaos. And so I burnt out and lost my mind and went through this burning up process that I think is so necessary, uh, for what we do. And then instead of studying for the LSAT, I, uh, started doing comedy and, and I got addicted and it ruined my life.
0: Oh no. Uh, In a beautiful way. In
3: an objective way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the, and so the shift for you from, I want to be part of making policy and influencing policy to, I want to I want to tell the truth. I want to tell the truth. It a process of, the of disillusionment. Was yeah, it was, a, it, was it, disil- was
3: a, it was absolutely a process of disillusion. Mm-hmm. It was all of the lies that I was telling towards this objective. Ah. Right? And so having, having the goal is what made me a liar. Right? Because it was this, this ends justify the means shit. And so relinquishing ends, which is what comedy is, allowed me to tell the truth.
0: Well, there is still the end of making people laugh.
3: Yeah, but the, yeah, that's a that's a way better, that's a different objective. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, laughter, like, making someone laugh is like making someone come, right? It's an involuntary physiological response, yes. right? Whereas making somebody donate yeah. is a really different problem. Making somebody vote, making, you know, th- those are different, right? And I think like we should be making people come more. We should be, like, so I, I felt better as my work, about my work as a whore than I did, about my work in politics, and I feel that like the honesty Why? of my work as a set because I was making people feel good for mm-hmm. a straight exchange of like this is how much this cost. It was a very mm-hmm. straightforward, yeah. straightforward, honest. Everybody yes. kn- knew what was up. Yes. Nobody yeah.
0: was being misled.
3: Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no subterfuge.
2: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like comedy sometimes the hardest times you come or laugh is when it goes against your beliefs.
3: Exactly. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah that is true. If you fuck somebody, you just are like, I hate you so much, yes. but for some reason we're fucking. Yeah. It's yeah. sometimes the most powerful orgasm. Yeah. Oh,
5: God, that's so
0: true. Uh-huh. I have a very specific person. In that's such fucking. a great... You could get bigger laughs and bigger orgasms yeah. if what you if what you're doing feels wrong, violating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's super violating. Yeah, but it's a
3: benign violation.
0: Yeah. yeah, right. Yes, yes. Again, benign violation. That's that's. Yeah, that's the with, theory. Right. totally. Right, with comedy. Yeah. Is is and, uh, and
3: also BDSM. To to, yeah. to,
0: to, to, yeah. <laughs> to clarify for for people who don't already know this, so like uh, benign violation is a theory of comedy where you laugh when you perceive something as a violation, and then you suddenly discover that it's benign after all. It's actually yep. okay. It's an okay yeah. violation. It's, it's the make okay the resolution. The yep. of, of some sort of violation.
3: Yeah, but like the same thing is true like within, like within the fetish world, right? For sure. Like rape, not okay. Yeah. Rape, f- play, uh, play mm-hmm. okay. Right, yeah. Yeah. right,
0: right. And, and a lot of people don't like get that. And I think it's the same people probably don't get, yes. like, laughing at wrong yes. things. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the
3: same group of dumb black and white thinkers. And yeah. they come in all stripes of, it's not, it's not retards. it's not, no one's coming. No, But it's like, feminists are as guilty of this right. as, like, fundamentalist right. Christians, right? Mm-hmm. So right. it doesn't matter the political angle you're coming at. It's the same dumb way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. And right. it's objective-based thinking. I was—that's wrong. Yeah, because there is a righteous cause. Yeah.
0: I was I was it's not uh, taking account though. I, I was—I was a third in a in a triad for a while. And uh, I was the... a in, triad relation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's I, like an ongoing
3: threesome. Oh, I was not the, the...
2: Oh, it's not,
3: not you. Like the threesome you missed was a one-off. Yeah, that was a the triad we- is an ongoing oh, threesome. Thanks. That's yeah. funny
2: because I called it. A, it could have been a great triumphant. That's what I said. So, yeah. you're, you're gonna power, power threesome. over
0: a non-existent <laughs> No, we will yeah. all roll the bed together uh. and we'll be equal. This, yeah. So uh, anyway, so I was I was in this I'm uh, a and and the, it was a it was a, a guy and a girl and I. Um, I remember the very first time they had this very, 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 very strong, um, daddy little girl thing going on. And, and I remember her just <laughs> smiling at me and she was like, and she was like, she said to me, she, she was very funny and she was like, she was like, you know, in, incest is just no good play incest oh my god so good uh,
5: <laughs> oh my god
3: yeah no i uh i use the shit out of the non-consent section on literatica that's my what's literatica literatica it's uh it's word porn oh cool it's, yeah
2: it, i love typing that yeah. i would that's like actually something i'd really like to do is have like a pseudonym and like write erotic
3: do you know Anis nin uh, yeah yeah no. yeah that's my. Sure. that's my
2: that is literally you
3: no. I oh, wish. Oh, oh, oh
5: my God.
2: No. I thought you were like, no, she's it's a stage famous. name, baby. She's incredible. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: uh-huh. yeah. So so uh, funny little up. side story. So I grew up in very I grew up in very conservative Montana to very conservative parents. I was going to church all the time. And when I turned like twelve or 13 One of the things I was allowed to do was to go to the library. And I was too embarrassed to actually check out the erotica that yes! I wanted to check out. So I Stole books from the library. Uh, I went in amazing. the back and ripped out the magnetic strip oh, oh. and took them home and hid them.
2: Oh my like, god!
0: Like I stole from the library. Uh, this is the difference between the because, way we were raised. Because yeah. wait, wait, wait. This is the best That's part. Deeper I could have just gone to the front desk and been like, "I'm going to take this," and they would have been like, "I don't care. Yes, it's a book. No one, yeah. gives, no a one gives a shit." No one gives a shit. But I'm like, they might tell Jesus. Right,
3: wait, <laughs> they might tell Jesus, or like, it's the same thing with like middle school kids like stealing condoms or whatever. You know, it's like this. Same. Yeah. The same shit. The difference in the way that we were raised is, um uh, uh, I I just pulled it off my parents' bookshelf and and oh. read it. Uh-huh. Yeah, their their basic position was like any reading is fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. Ideas can be dangerous, and I can prove it. <laughs> you, you said that uh,
0: at home I'm just trying to be polite. At work I'm fucking paid to smile, but on stage there's no agenda. Yes. And uh, that so that's a major attraction. That was an attraction for you to move from. Um, that world yes. over to this one, yes. Do you, don't you though find that there still is traded an element... security
3: for freedom, which is always. Oh, that's interesting.
0: I traded security for freedom always... to go into yes uh, stand up. I did. It. Yeah, absolutely, the same thing yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is always the bite. So, so, but don't you think um, there's still totally an element of of that in what we do? I mean, it, you still. You know, there's still a game to play. Not that you want to play it, but
5: you don't Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you're like you can't. You have to be polite to bookers, and you have to be nice to everyone, even if they're a rapist. And like you have to, like, you know, like there's a, there, a yeah, real... yeah, oh, no, right. <laughs> right. So like you have to like you have
2: to be nice to the rapist.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that seems to be the deal. So yeah. like yeah, there's absolutely other kinds of codes, and none of that shit applies yeah. when you are physically on, on stage. stage. Yes, you're still playing the social game in the green room. Yes, you're still doing it. With the audiences that want to shake your hand and buy you a shot and tell them how good at comedy they would be, right? You're not allowed to call someone a dumb cunt, throw the whiskey in their face, and, like, fucking spit cigarette ash at them. You're not allowed to do that. You have to say, thank you so much for coming. Please follow me on Twitter. But on stage...
0: Right, right. Yeah. And this, you said also that this was... You said this was especially liberating for you as a woman. Yes. To be able to engage in truth on this level. Yes. Um,
3: I think the rules about uh, polite discourse, right. Are different for women. I don't know that they're more constraining because I don't have the benefit of being a dude. I mean, I am an, I'm an only child. I don't have a lot of context for this. I am. It's we, I think women are allowed to be more emotionally truthful with each other in private but the constraints of our subject matter are more constrained like in public whereas i think men are allowed to talk about more things but with of narrower emotional range yeah yeah
2: it's like women you know that oh god now i'm forgetting what the time it's like a something test and it's like for uh movies where women are speaking to each other it's like however much percentage is always about men. They're talking oh, about
3: the, the Brechtel, Brechtel test. test. Yeah. It's, yeah. Brechtel. And the rule is uh, in the movie at any yeah. time, do two women talk to each other about something other than a male love interest? Right. Yeah. And there are so many films that just don't pass that fucking I test. know. It's
2: so many. It's so crazy. It's so, so, so many. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that applies in the real world as well yeah it yeah. seems like
2: well it's based on it's like what these movie makers think should be going on yeah, no. they're like what do people talk about well <laughs> ladies talk about dicks and right. the man yeah, it's like,
3: male writers trying to write women yeah it's yeah. Really. so
0: funny I, I my favorite <laughs> part about male written things yes. uh, is male written scripts is that they get to the point where the girl seems to like them and then they just end up in bed and there's never anything in between
5: you've
3: never done it you have it. no idea what that is do you she likes <laughs> Me, obviously, we can fuck Green Light all the way. Let's make this a music uh, montage. Cut, yeah. the cut scene, boom,
0: they're, they're way there. Wow, that was great. Design.
2: And when it's like a cool girl, she just happens to like all the things the screenwriter likes, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, she like, like and
3: she <laughs> came up to you. Right. She had an
2: Iron Man t shirt, it was great. Like, it's like, that's how I, I knew she
3: was a cool girl because she drank her whiskey neat and she burped real loud, but otherwise, she was real hot.
5: <laughs>
0: I want to pivot over a little bit onto the thing that we've been dancing around, which is truth and your experience as as a call girl, and then also the stuff with your dad. So, like, what do you what do you want to hit
3: first? Uh, I I mean, it's, it all blends together.
0: Okay, let's do it.
3: Sure. So, I mean, like in my my arc or whatever. Um, and please forgive me. I've been I'm I'm like I'm working on my memoir right now, mm-hmm. so it's all. Like Should write. we just post that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we just want to post the first draft of, okay. my, of my incomprehensible right. It's in the number. show notes? So yeah, sure. It's just 85,000 words of chaos, mm, uh, masturbatory, it, whatever. But she, like, and
0: and, and we'll just, you'll be able to comment on it freely. She's really open oh to... Oh, God. It'll uh, be an Ask Me Anything. But anonymously. We have a Reddit so yeah. yeah.
3: Please email me your, directly your thoughts.
0: Uh.
3: It's, I'm at the stage in writing it where I hate myself both as a writer and also as a character. Mm. I'm like this spoiled <laughs> cunt. Like, I can't... I can't, yeah. can't stand it. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I was born into, into privilege because of my father. You know, like the way that I think about it is that he fought for my freedom. He didn't fight for like the country's freedom or like my freedom as a citizen, but he was born into poverty and crawled his way into the middle class through the other men's blood in order to give me more options right and so he told me i was free and i believed him and so i made the choice uh to have sex for money for fun Uh and talk about it uh how old
2: were you when you started that again 17 17 yeah
3: yeah wow So that's how those things could, as like my father's Mm -hmm. military experience and my likes.
0: He was a Green Beret, right?
3: Yeah. He was a Green Beret uh, at first. He served in the Dominican Republic before serving two terms, um, like black ops in the Dominican Republic. And then two terms in Vietnam, once as a staff sergeant um, and then as a helicopter pilot. Uh, And then when I was in kindergarten, he went to Desert Shield, Desert Storm as a warrant officer safety compliance. Yeah. Yeah. Seen a lot of combat. Yeah, uh-huh. really. Yeah,
0: so super in touch with his feelings.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> just. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's a big. He's a big teddy bear. It's uh, uh, it's cute. He's he's adorable. He has two emotions. Uh, uh, All two? Yeah, just two. It's oh, what are those? He has two. Both emotions. Uh, both emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great.
2: Only men can only grow one. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this sounds like it's docile, well, it's horny
3: rage.
0: Rage and, and horny. Oh. Yeah.
3: Uh, I've never seen that side of him, but
0: oh. uh, <laughs> but you, you yeah. just you just are the product of. It. I'm, the, I'm
3: the product, but it, and it's it's funny because like my dad. My dad is the kind of benevolent sexist where he thinks that, like, women are, like, a strange, soft, like, subspecies of people, right? Mm -hmm. So it took him a really long time for him to recognize my stubborn bullheadedness. Mm -hmm. But once he did, he recognized, like, my choice to do sex work was a lot like his choice to become a soldier, right? He did that in defi... His mom didn't want him joining the army. They were killing poor boys left and right. I yeah. mean, like, you know, so he was like, fuck you, watch this. I'm I'm aiming for freedom. And it was my experience in sex work, uh, I believe, that allowed me to lift the veil in a lot of ways and to look past polite society and past the script into... Um, you know, darkness isn't quite the right word but like a fuck what you think you know yeah or like the rules are made up kind of way it it allowed me to see past the cage yeah yeah past the coupons, the coupons. absolutely
5: yeah
0: yeah okay and so you're um when you had to you when you went back and talked to your dad about this you you found like a through line absolutely. between your lives yep
3: yeah I mean it's you know my dad and I have had a lot of hard conversations over the years about like you know moral equivalency and, and that sort of stuff and I the, the deal that I made with him very early on in my like hippie activism days right because like he fought for my freedom like he would drop yeah. me off in his SUV to my weird communist meetings where we're trying to like feed the homeless you know what I mean yeah. and like do like queer theories like well, I'll drop you off for your little clubhouse while you guys you know think your dumb thoughts and yeah. like I fought for your freedom to be wrong about shit yeah. and so you know it's fine yeah. but You know, we were were sitting around drinking, uh, and we had the, uh, I had sex for money conversation and he said something that put a lot of things in perspective. And he said, uh, I joined the army to serve my country. Uh, that's not true. I joined the army because I wanted to kill people and I thought it would be the best place for me. And that's, that's a Mm. true thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think he's right. Right. Like, Uh And so, but he speaks to this, like, innate drive Mm -hmm. towards an unacceptable thing Uh that I felt like I shared. But he was raised with way fewer options than I was, right? He was born, you know, a a boy in the late 1940s to two bootlegging parents. uh, The youngest of three, his uh, older sisters tortured him. Uh, like
2: meaning like moonshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: My uh, my grandfather was a, he. My grandfather was born in the 1890s um, in Oklahoma Territory before it was a state. He served in World War One. Just to, like to tell you who my grandfather was, right? He signed up for World War One for the duration of the war. So at the end, like when they when they told him the war was over, and he he got off like his boat and he just went home. He didn't like sign out with anyone. He didn't do like, his discharge paperwork. He didn't tell his commanding officer shit. Yeah. He was like, I signed up for the duration of the war. War's over. I'm going home. Yeah. So fast forward several years later, just for like the bureaucracy mm. and the machine of like, the fucking military. Yeah. My father is currently serving his first tour in Vietnam. Right, which is his second tour of duty. Uh-huh. And my grandfather's name is Joseph Bailey and my father's name is Joseph Bailey Junior. So my grandmother gets this letter about how Joseph Bailey, because he went because he went AWOL, was not like Eligible for benefits.
5: Oh, wow. Right.
3: And so my grandmother gets this letter of, like, what do you mean That's Joseph so went AWOL? Uh, and it's like, no, it's his grand. He, he'd been dead for over a decade. Yeah. But it just took the yeah. army a minute yeah, like, yeah. To, to follow up Classic. on the fucking paperwork.
2: That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: He'd been AWOL since World War I. Yeah. We'd done World War Two. We did Korea. <laughs> we did whatever we were fucking doing in the Dominican Republic. We were in desert. I mean, yeah. there's so much happening. That's so
0: funny. I I love that there's like a mail room somewhere that's like, it's like, all right, we're almost cut up. We're at the (laughs) 1930s. That's really funny. (laughs) So much. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
3: My dad, my dad used to always say from a place of like deep knowing Uh where it's like "The the army is a machine and it moves slow, but once it starts, you can't stop it. In terms of like the bureaucracy, like yeah. if they're after you. Oh my God! It may take them a minute. Yeah. But they will bulldoze you.
5: No.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> my uh, so my dad's a was a Marine in Vietnam, flew a force, and um, I grew up listening to all those stories. And uh, it's one of those things that I, I've watched it. You know, even though it was only a few years of his life, it's that's like. It's like insane level of significance. Yep. Right. And um,
3: uh, because it's an intense emotional event. Right. And so you know, like, and the bond of, I mean, and we talk about like just the bond of comedy, which is like kind of hard, sort of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Sometimes like, people don't laugh at the things
0: we say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: so hard. Right. But like war. Yeah. Right. You're that that bond, and then the and then the death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like my father's solution to that level of emotional vulnerability was to just stop making friends.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. My dad did that for a long time. He's, he's, he's passed it. He's passed it now, but it took him a long time. And uh, exactly that he's like, he his, 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 thing to me was just like, well, I watched my friends die. Right. So, you know, I don't need new friends. And then he, he made a few more and then they died for other
3: reasons. And yep. then he was just like, I'm kind of done. Kind of done. Yeah. Yeah, my dad uh said something cuz he's he's uh he's just started last Thanksgiving was the first time that he used the word PTSD, right? Because <laughs> before then PTSD didn't happen to real soldiers. You just weren't tough enough. Like you just oh, couldn't wow. you just yeah, couldn't cover so it up. Sad. But right, but now dad's, you know, he's 70 years old yeah. and he's starting to to feel that uh and so he said that he doesn't want to seek treatment for his PTSD. Because he's afraid of losing the memory, he he feels himself to be the keeper of these men's memories, oh. and that if he gets treatment for the PTSD, he's going to lose. There's a million,
0: million smoke out. screens, yeah, uh, and they and they, they don't they do not end. I, yes. I've gone rounds yep. and rounds and rounds. And I I remember my favorite one was because he was an intelligence liaison officer. He's just like, Well, there's just things I can't reveal. They'll find out. And I was like, Dad, Dad. there's no one watching. (laughs) to see if you go and sit next to a box of issues <laughs> for 45 yes. minutes uh, yeah yeah d- d- once a month there's no one they're not uh, is, are the, is a seal team going to just like yeah. hut, 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 and yeah. break in yeah. during they're still your session watching and me. be like, uh, like do not spill our vietnam yeah. secret i'm like i'm like just go you you it hurts you <laughs> your abuser you.
3: doesn't have power here anymore it yeah. hurts yeah. you oh so just
0: go in and 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 you don't have to suffer like this but yeah, the, he thinks it's a noble – it's a nobility. I don't think so. I just genuinely think that that's just – like he doesn't – I don't think they get that it really is you only talk about wh- that which you want to. Mm-hmm. And um, dealing and confronting your demons and your life ends – you end up – they stop having the power over you that they yeah. used to. But until you've you gone and done that, you, you don't know that.
3: And that's the, the power of storytelling. Right. Is that like when you when you tell the story, when you process it, when you bring other people in to the emotional journey, it loses its its power over you. And I think that's it's it's interesting. My dad and I are both storytellers, but like these these are stories that he won't tell. Whereas I have the luxury of being able to lead like a more examined life. Right. Like I get to I get to wallow in things and and look at stuff because like the bumper the bumpers on my life that right. my dad provided me like I'm, I'm just gonna be safe and if i'm not like he's on it like my it, like, i mean my father would love nothing more than to live out his fantasies of like t- like living the taken story uh, you know what I mean? Like that's uh, like that. My dad the just wants a last mission. So yeah. Like, yeah. So oh for you, God. he's like,
0: yeah. he's like, he's like, look, I I disagree with your choice to go have sex for money. Tell me you. if you're you gonna to do it. it yes. Can't you at least get kidnapped? Exactly.
3: Give me somebody to kill. I was like, well, I put my own ads up on the internet and I lied to people about how old I was. So like, I don't know who's a victim here. Uh. <laughs> Super weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah my my uh, my boyfriend asked my father for permission to ask me to marry him over christmas and uh and my my father's love language is murder so the first uh, thing he did uh, <laughs> is he, he brought him down into the trophy room oh god i know this and, he, so well. and he and oh he uh told my boyfriend what a poor substitute hunting animals is to the pure joy of hunting people oh my god and so that oh he would love nothing more god. than like a last mission <laughs>
5: Oh yeah, God!
3: So, yeah, yeah, my my dad's living the tragedy right now. So basically. if
2: you could break my daughter's heart, that could really help me. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Basically, I could, yeah, basically, <laughs> I could right. go he's after like, you. Most dangerous yeah, my game. My daughter's so. gonna
3: have life and death power over you until I'm dead. So yeah. like, if that's and he hasn't proposed yet, which makes sense because like he's but Betty wants to think about it. You know, uh, uh, my dad did something
0: kind of <laughs> similar. I don't think he has the. He's not. He, my dad's actually a very, very sweet uh, guy. I think who like grew up in you know gun montana macho place but if he weren't like he, the guy now tends roses and shit oh, like yeah. he's just, he 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 grew up in that system and i just don't think i think it, it, it absent that i don't think he would have ever gone that way yeah but it's still part of him and he i remember when my beginning of college and we brought this british guy that my uh, sister was dating and my dad's first thing was to go show him all the guns yep And, like, imply, he didn't say it outright, but imply, like, just just put the fear of God Um, in the guy.
3: Yeah, no, my dad has thought that that was the answer to all of my sex problems, too. And it just couldn't get him through his head that, like, this is something I wanted, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he definitely bought into the idea that, like, sex is something that is done to women against Uh, their will. Oh, no. No No agency. Yeah, no agency, right? And he couldn't accept that, like, his little girl... Was also like a horny little cunt, you know what I mean? But I was like, I'm your daughter, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, weren't you horny? Weren't you like? Didn't you, know, you don't know sign what your birthday
0: is? greeting cards? HLC.
5: Yeah, real cunt.
3: Fucking Jesus. I will tell you this: like, it took a lot more training to turn my father into a killer than it did to turn me into a prostitute.
0: Oh my god, yeah,
3: yeah. I'm sure there's no there's no there's no, there's no boot camp. camp for you. Yeah, yeah no, no, there's yeah. no. Bo- it all felt very instinctual, actually. Yeah. Right, but I mean, but that's something I also believe my father when he tells me that his violence was like innate and then mm
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you on streets or were you just at home and then just like no, no, no. I just come... had
3: a, a computer.
2: Cool nice and, and, and yeah. I had a
3: whole system. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I put up my ad and then you had to email me the right information and if you didn't email me the right information yeah. then we never connected. Oh
5: okay. Yeah, yeah cool, you had cool. to fill
3: out my worksheet. It was I was very much a I mean a, I'm a safety compliance officer's daughter, yeah. So like I I like these are the fucking rules, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: my intro email to this to this podcast made sense to you. Yes. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was
3: like, Oh I'll fill out this form. I get it. It's weird that we protect the people that we love. By not telling them the truth.
5: Yeah, I've
0: never we gotten are. that. Uh-huh. Right. I've never understood that.
3: It doesn't make any fucking sense. Why like, would you
0: not give them the tools to deal with reality? Yeah, why and do instead, you think that, like, then they'd yes! get bombarded with reality later yes! and no tools oh, to yeah. deal with yeah. it? I never understood
3: my, that. My my father believed that he was like protecting me from the world, right? He thought that he created this like bubble of money and influence where that my life was gonna be fundamentally different from his. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like you've fought dragons mm-hmm. and I would like to know what you learned fighting yeah! those fucking yeah. dragons. Because oh, even so though awful. my dragons are different, they're the same. It's yeah. the same dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, my, my mother uh, had a miscarriage at like five months before I was born uh, where she had like had to birth, Something oh. that like looked like a baby, yeah, right? That's... But it was all fucked up, like. And my dad blamed himself because of the na- his exposure to napalm and like all the chemicals in the army. So like there was this whole thing, and then they had me. So the the narrative that I was raised with, right, was like I was this this golden child, the savior child, right? Like so there there was this fucked up miscarriage, and both of my parents had accepted that they couldn't have a healthy baby, and then I come into this world as this like redemption story, yeah. right? And then when I was, t- and, and then because I'm a drama queen, I remember there's a period in middle school where I like first learned about the miscarriage. Oh, uh, I have
4: a dead older
5: brother.
4: <laughs> I feel connected to my dead older brother. Uh, He's you know, in a pickle jar. Right, in right, my-
5: right. Yeah. Going oh,
3: no. through <laughs> so my like goth phase, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just like, yeah. I didn't have any real tragedy in my life, so I'm just uh-huh. like looking for like tentacles what to could something. Be my- And then when I was 27 years old, Uh I found out that when my father first went to the Dominican Republic, he was uh, sleeping with this woman, and this was in the 1960s, and this is back when you could decide not to have your mail forwarded, right? So he gets sent to the Dominican Republic uh, for something, Uh uh, Green Beret, CIA, something, And, uh, and he... Decides that he really wants to focus on the mission, which is mm-hmm. only supposed to be a couple of weeks long, so he just doesn't have his mail forwarded. But he's gone for eleven months, right? Because <sighs> oh, of the way you know wow. the inflexible timetable of war.
5: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> well, so he comes home to this pile of letters that's like, Hey baby, I miss you. Hey baby, looks like I'm pregnant with your baby. Oh my hey, babe, what do you want me to do with this fucking baby? Oh. Hey baby, I moved in with your mom, had the baby, oh. gave it up for adoption talk to you later i guess oh so like, my god so he comes home from war
2: oh, right? oh my god and this
3: woman has given up their baby for adoption he marries that woman uh-huh. they stay married for 17 years they yeah. have two miscarriages the whole time he doesn't speak to his bio- he doesn't speak to his mother or his two sisters his mother didn't want him signing up for war or his two sisters that raised him because they never forgave his first wife for giving up that baby Right. But I didn't hear that story until I was 27. So if I was raised with my dad, you know, went to war or whatever, married this, this woman. They were married for 17 years, and then he didn't talk to their, his family because they were, like, rude to her at a party once. Like, that's the story that oh, I heard. Oh, my so God. in my mind— if,
0: I mean, if anything you can take from that is definitely that, that shunning fixes everything. Yes, uh, shunning, right, yes. Yeah. so oh, healthy. God. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: Fucking, ugh. Wow. Man. Yeah. By so way, anyway, I just wanted to tell those. I wrote them down. Yeah, I love it. And I,
0: I one thing I got from that too, I think tentacles of tragedy. Yeah. is definitely your first album.
3: Tentacles of tragedy. <laughs> oh, I yeah, want to call great. it contagious. Uh, contagious. <laughs> contagious <laughs> laughter.
0: Yeah. And but yeah, that's a subtitle the tentacles. Yeah, yeah, of Tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
3: wow. no, it's, it's yeah, it's fucked up. And it was it's weird growing up with that. I don't think my I don't think I, my dad thought he was shielding me from the truth of this like hypothetical older. Well, not high, this older brother and this adoption story and like he didn't want to get into it I bet and so he was like protecting me from it but really what happened is because I heard the whole story so late I always thought of like my dad I mean I know my I knew my dad loved me unconditionally and also he had demonstrated really early on that he was just willing to walk away from like his mom and sisters for like snubbing him at a party. So I always thought of my relationship with my father as being very delicate. Uh, and it was part of the, like, telling him or not telling him about this prostitution thing because I just know that my dad is capable yeah. of cutting off people that he loves unconditionally oh. for what felt for many, many years like a small thing until I heard about the ba- the baby shit. right? And then I had more context, and I was like, ah, I'll it's get over so, the prostitution thing, so no problem.
0: It's, it's <laughs> so interesting that, like, you... We're like, I can't tell my father the truth because of the way he'll handle it, and yeah. he's saying the same yep. thing about you. She can't yes. handle the truth
3: absolutely because yep. of
0: the way I think she'll be able to, ha- yeah, be able to handle it. Yeah, and that's that's
3: true about both the baby and also, um, I think his experience at war. And so th- this is something I, I think I touched on earlier. I don't remember if I got into it or not, but like one of the early deals I made with my father while he was like dropping me off at all these like communist meetings and like, you know, I'm becoming like <laughs> the liberal hippie that he hated when yeah. he came home from war. Oh, the first you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just becoming that cunt. Uh, was I focused exclusively on domestic politics. I was there for Planned Parenthood uh-huh. and the ACLU and the rights of citizens and my right as a foreign policy. I like put myself in a, in a bubble. I was like, I have no thoughts on the Iraq war. I have no thoughts about war is war and war is something I don't understand. And I'm proud of my father's service full stop. I don't, I didn't feel comfortable being in like an anti-war advocacy it's place because it felt like a betrayal of my S- father. Super tough. Yeah. yeah. Super tough. And it's, it's also informed my rights on, or my, like my gun stuff is like, I don't know the answer. You guys all sound smart. And also, um, my dad is scared and the guns make him feel better. And I love my dad more than I think you're right. And so oh, yeah. I want to help my dad keep his guns. Cause it seems like one of six things he cares about. And it's a real short list. Yeah, ah! yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what our love relationship looks like. You know, like he's a conservative, pretty racist Republican. I'm, I'm this libtard and the things that connect us are more than the things that ter- we're, we're more similar than yeah. we are different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we're just, we're driven by the same things. But, like, what freedom means is really different for me, right? I have the body of a woman. I live in this era. It's a different world. But, like, I think if I was born a dude in rural Kansas and had his life, I'd probably think similar to him. And he's coming to a place where I think he's starting to accept that if he had my childhood, he'd... You know, we're, yeah.
0: What's true for you is informed by your context.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And same thing for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've come to a place where we realize that our principles are the same, even if our values are different. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, we're coming, we're cut from the same cloth, but we went through really different processes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've found that to be the case, too, the older I get with my parents. Yep. I, I, we end up with sim- really similar principles, get there completely different way. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Come on. Let's talk
0: about sex. Uh, should we listen to some more comedy? Sure. Yeah, yeah, let's listen. All right. Well, who should we listen to first? We Caitlin have... Bailey. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Caitlin, anything you want to say about this before we dive what in? Are you, what are you playing? Some creepy childhood. Yeah,
3: Just let's just do let's it. Just
0: do it. All right.
3: I was like growing up in an echo chamber of crazy. You get weird ideas. Like, I got, uh, I got pet cockroaches in the third grade. That's a decision that I made. Uh, <laughs> When I say pet cockroaches, I don't mean cockroaches that I like found in my house and then named. That's not my story. I come from money.
5: Um, <laughs> not like pony
3: money, but like go ahead, major in history or whatever.
5: Uh, money. So
3: I saved up my allowance and I got this Madagascar hissing cockroach uh, because you can buy those. And, and I brought her home and I named her Daria because of course I did. Uh, anyway. Cockroaches. Cockroaches only have to have sex once in their life to make baby cockroaches for the rest of their
5: life.
3: I feel like you guys aren't understanding what happened. Daria may have only taken one load of cockroach cum in her whole life and then held it in there with her little cockroach kegels and never stopped making babies. So that's an example of, like, a fact and a not fact, right? So, like, the, the fact that cockroaches only have to have sex once in their life in order to reproduce forever is a fact. Yeah. Uh-huh. The image of one cockroach coming into another <laughs> cockroach is not how cockroaches fuck. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so, it, yeah, it, yeah. so it's a fact. Well, they're, they, have, they're, they don't have—it's not, like, a dick and vagina situation. Right, right, right. right. Maybe they, they
0: spray eggs and then they—
3: No, 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 that's like, that's like fish. They're more like birds where their, like, fuck shit pee hole is, oh, like, okay. the same, yeah. and they just, like, bump— Uh Like stuff up together. I I think
0: so what you're saying is like if you have like a prostitute cockroach a vagina yeah. and anal sex is exactly yeah, the yeah, same yeah
3: race. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you can't you can't upcharge for
5: anal
3: it's the same hole we <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs> were, just, no, we're, we're uh, talking about how facts get the way it comes yeah, yeah, yeah so that's, right, it, right right uh,
0: right right <laughs> they, and it does you, you, it's so weird how you have to change facts yes. to uh. make you're like ah oh, I give up I can't tell you the unvarnished factual truth it's gonna bore you and right, ruin the right, joke right, so yeah, yeah. Yes, this so is we'll how just fucking
3: So we'll just go with loads worse. of cockroach cum as though so that's a thing. Yeah, right, right. Oh, my God, that's great.
2: <laughs> there are some bits where you're like, if I research this, it will make it less funny. Yes, so let's I had just to do this. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: yes. I've, I've intentionally been like, I can't learn any more about this thing. It's yeah. time to start making things up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Because the, the funny is in the wrong. Yeah. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: And then never stop making babies. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's how it worked for us? Like if you were just cursed with having the baby of whatever dumb fuck you lost your virginity to like over and over and over again? Right, like he goes to war or rehab and you're just raising like a herd of his worthless children.
4: Wouldn't it make our obsession
3: with chastity make literally any sense? <laughs> That last bit never gets a laugh, and it's it's just for me. I, I think it's so funny, and I'm going to keep fucking saying it, and it never gets a laugh.
5: Which one? Chast-
3: the, the last bit of, like, wouldn't it make our obsession with chastity make yeah. any sense? If this oh. if this is how it worked, right? Yeah. Like, if, if, if someone came in you, and then you just were spitting out their babies over yeah. and over again forever, no matter what wouldn't wouldn't are upset the way we clamp down yeah. on pussy.
2: chastity belts would be a thing would it's like i sense. really can't have you be right
3: the one. yeah yeah, like, yeah i yeah. really I can't i can't right. trust my 14 That's year old crazy. to pick out the father of her right. forever children yeah. Yeah. right Right. right. So, so
0: may i posit why it doesn't work yeah it's a premise unto itself oh
2: because because yeah to, you could write another
0: state, five minutes about that to state our chast our obsession with chastity makes no sense that's a premise right there. That is your that's your thesis line, yeah. and then if you can tie it back in, so that's to, it works better as a callback. Yeah. It's it's almost yeah. like yeah, like you could say side note. We have this obsession with chastity. It makes absolutely yeah. no sense. It's such a good it drives point. drives me It drives me crazy, and it and it it makes our sex life suck. Yeah. However. Man, if we were cockroaches, it would make a shit yeah, ton of yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Everything you uh, just said, whatever it was, sorry. I think that's why. I think it's just it's it's a lot.
3: It's it's just yeah. it's just too big a concept, it's, and it's got to be introduced earlier and differently. That makes sense because I do have like it's great. I do have lots and lots of bits yeah. about the silliness. I mean, like what you can't slut shame a whore, yeah. so like I have a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah. like how silly. Yeah. that whole thing is. So i have just had to go earlier and maybe try it yeah, as a man, callback. It's great. It's Thank great. you. I yeah.
2: love this. All right. Oh, we've never helped write bits. <laughs> 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 That's fucking awesome. Just reordering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs>
3: The same year, I got the cockroaches. Do you guys remember the soccer team that got in a plane crash and then like some soccer players had to eat other soccer players and then we had a discussion about it as a nation? Do you guys remember that? All right. Well, I was in the third grade when that conversation was happening and I remember this one dumb cunt, Chrissy, <laughs> was just real confident that she was better than those people, right? Right? She's like, I would never eat a person like no matter what I'm just not, not the kind of person that would ever do something like that it's gross but I have like 6,000 cockroaches at home I feel like I've learned something about life so I'm like you have no idea what you would do <laughs> <laughs> I bet you need your mom and your dog <laughs> <laughs> and they sent me to the guidance counselor because defending cannibals and in the third grade is like a real red flag <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: even before Columbine
5: they were like cracking down on that
3: shit That tag has stopped working in the wake of every school shooting. Oh. You got to give it like a three-day window. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You deliver that Columbine tag the day of a school shooting yeah, yeah it's not I did that yeah, on so, Valentine's so Day so you gotta not...
0: you gotta pick <laughs> which of the six days a week we don't have
3: or... right yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah that, that window's getting narrower and narrower uh, oh
5: that's so sad yeah
0: yeah when the zeitgeist changes out from under you and yep. all of a sudden you d- you discover oh I look racist now yes uh, yes uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, been a fun yeah that's yeah, been fun uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, can't, do, can't do any voice for anybody who's not white goodbye goodbye all your fun silly cartoon uh, voices uh, Jeff yeah <laughs>
3: oh
0: you get British, all right. <laughs>
3: um. But they made a mistake. They called my father. And just for some context, like my dad's a war hero. Like unless you're Vietnamese, and then it's more complicated. Stuff. <laughs> by, the time,
4: by the time I was in the third grade, this man had
3: been to four wars. All right. Kill people with his hands. All right. So by the time my elementary school guidance counselor finished explaining to him what she thought the problem was, my father said, yeah, my daughter finds herself in that kind of situation. I hope she starts with the dead, moves on with to the weak. What are you teaching? Yeah, that's a real thing <laughs> that happens. Oh, that is a
0: great bit. I Thank love you. it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, you you basically have two, you have two parts here. Mm-hmm. You have the um, I had um, I'm I'm a I'm a rich person with rich co- uh, cockroach. we yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. a rich cockroach bitch. Yeah, uh. <laughs> uh,
0: and, and and it ends up being this kind of uh, interesting um, analysis of chastity yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like I, I like that um, all to show I I was kind of a creepy kid. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah and yeah. and establish yourself as a lower status than. Uh, than the audience a little bit.
3: Yeah, I think it's. A, I think it's. You know, like I like. I like to point out to the audience, especially as someone who like comes from money, and I'm standing on stage, and I'm like pretty fuckable, and so like I'm like, yeah, yeah you're not seeing the the antisocial, yeah. like creepy.
2: Here's how much c- of a mixed bag I am.
3: Corner scribbler of yeah. death poetry. <laughs> I, was like, I was a real outcast of completely my own doing. I baffled. Both of my parents grew up poor, and they thought that they weren't popular at school because they didn't have money. Uh-huh. And then they had this only child. And I had all, the, like I wanted Abercrombie and Fitch. They got me Abercrombie and Fitch, right? I wanted the latest lunchbox. I got the latest lunchbox. Yeah. And it didn't make any difference because right. I was just too creepy.
0: Oh, like, <laughs> oh. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being
2: weird in that part of the country too, yeah. is ve- you're even weirder. Right, it's yeah. not like these New York kids who can just like, my go. guidance
3: counselor and all of the popular kids went to the same mega church.
2: Yeah. Wow! Yeah, guidance counselor. Oh man, I really very feel religious.
5: You. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane, and you hit on so many things. The uh, he's a war hero. Unless you're Vietnamese, and it gets a little complicated. There's just I love your like punches are just coming out of nowhere. Oh, thank just you all throughout this, and it goes all over the place. I just love that whole, that was a great segment.
3: I,
0: I want to talk about it in terms of truth. Why did you pick it for this particular theme? I,
3: I picked it because it's like, like, uh, the, like those asides, right? Mm-hmm. Like my father's a war hero. That's a true statement. Unless you're Vietnamese and then it's more complicated. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is also a true statement and it is not a judgment call. It's just two statements of fact uh-huh. side by side uh-huh. that recontextualize everything. That's right.
0: amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And you're also, you're pointing out how truth can be seen, how truth is flavored by your context. Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. War hero, 100%.
3: Sure. Mm,
0: depends on which side of the war you were on. Right. right. He's
3: my dad, Right. so he's my war hero. Right. But, like, I understand, depending on who your dad is and where you're from, why that would be, why that would be weirder. Right. And I also wanted to talk about, like, the, the, like the truth, the facts and not facts of like both the cockroach and the cannibalism joke. Right. So the cannibalism, I don't think it was soccer players. I think it was like rugby players or like, so I don't, so I, I don't remember the specific details of this event, and also most audiences get it because we have that memory of that like media event that happened uh-huh. but like i've sort of done what you decided to do is that like i haven't become an expert on that media event right i haven't i didn't rewatch the movie i didn't google these people's names and i want to make the focus on like the social acceptability or not acceptability of cannibalism. Right. Uh-huh. right. As opposed to the specifics of that uh, right, particular exactly. incident. Exactly. Right. Because yeah. then we get lost in the like, well, I mean, it was your teammate, and like, you know, could you, could you eat somebody you knew? It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. it gets weird and yeah. fucked up. And then, again, and then setting up this weird foil of like this dumb cunt on the playground who's a real person, and <sighs> and then and my dad, and how I'm sort of in the middle of trying to navigate both of those true contexts. Yeah. Right? So like, this, you know, the Chrissy, right, is speaking for third graders everywhere when she says, eating people is gross. Uh, and the guidance counselor is on her side because that's like a socially defensible position.
0: Yes, yeah. what we, One of the things we teach at this school yeah, is yes. to not to
3: eat, eat, eat people. Why is that controversial? But me being the context whore that I am, I'm like I don't know as the daughter of a green beret and somebody who just murdered 90% of her pets to mm, make it more yeah. manageable. Yeah. I'm Sometimes murder is okay. It Let's seems like that's a huge that out.
2: drive for you. Is like I want everyone's context to be understood, not yes. only mine. Yes. everyone's
0: everyone. That's why you said I context love that. tour. Yeah, we, and that tour. is that is that was that the title on your back
2: page, no, ad No, no, no. <laughs> I,
3: uh, context tour. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk it through from all the angles. <laughs> funny.
2: It's funny. I love because we talked to when Norman did the pod. He was talking about how like
3: he wanted to be understood.
2: Yes, yes. the disability thing. Yes, like. And it's like I'm (laughs) bridging the gap between am I retarded, am I brilliant, or I don't – And so you like to
0: see truth from different contexts.
3: Yeah, and I think part of that – so we've talked a lot about my dad, but, like, my mom, it was this, like, party girl, hippie, fag hag, drug-using, you know, liberal abortion rights activist. You know, she's the Women's March today and is disappointed that I'm doing this instead. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's – so. and they're married, Oh, and so I was raised with these two really two different. Di- really different contexts, yeah. And so I I like I like to see things from different angles. No,
2: I I just want to show now so I can book you on it. That's
3: okay.
1: so
2: fucking was funny. So funny. That was so, so funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that.
1: Come on, let's talk about sex.
0: All right, so this next bit is "Mink Coat." It's also by Caitlin Bailey, and let's play it.
3: I inherited a mint coat recently, which is a thing that can still happen, apparently. Um, I inherited a mint coat, but no money, which is an infuriating combination uh, right, of things. Ha- I don't have a mint coat lifestyle, but I'm wearing the fucking coat. All right? I'm wearing the coat on the bus. I'm wearing the coat to the grocery store, where I'm still using my EBT card. Do you
4: have questions?
3: But I, uh, I wore the coat to this donation-based yoga studio that I go to uh, that doubles as a meet-up group for vegans, uh, because, because of course it does. Right, and before I could take my coat off, this woman came up to me and she said, Um,
4: just so you know,
3: a lot of animals suffered so that you could wear that coat.
5: <laughs> I was like,
3: yeah, my aunt fucked a man she didn't love for 40 years, so I was you,
5: well,
3: <laughs> Also, my father's a war hero, which is just a guzzied up way of saying he killed people for money, and I killed a fetus in cold blood, so it's not that I don't think oh, that God. make is murder,
4: it's that I'm fucking fine with murder.
5: It's I'm Namaste. So
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: that so. sounds like a real conversation that's what you, like yeah. that was not a
4: no, no no so the
3: conversation never happened oh it wasn't yeah, no, wow. the, the mink coat is real so like so my uh my aunt passed um uh and that was like the her name was Joni, and she's three years older than my dad who's named joe so like they were they were really really close and uh, her and my uncle passed within, like, four days of each other because uh, I guess it's real love or whatever. And, uh, and and you know, the, the, pro- the post-death process and the, the, you know, giving out of the things, I ended up with this mink coat that, like, meant a lot to my aunt, right? Because she was raised super poor and crawled her way up the corporate ladder yeah, of the bank. And she bought herself a mink coat as the symbol of, like, I I did it. I did it. Right. But it's 2018 and mink coats mean different things in this context. And like, I, so it it means a different thing to me. This item had a lot of like weight to it. You know what I mean? And I started wearing it. And by the time I I inherited the mink coat at a time in my life where I was like past the stealing toilet paper phase of my artistic journey. Right. So I, but I had at one point been on EBT cards and sleeping on a pile of yoga mats and like had this, this like abject poverty. I just combined, like, I pretended that those two things happened at the same time, when in fact, they were separated by, like, a year. Mm. The conversation was, I got, like, some side-eye from somebody on the mink coat. I'd been working on, at the time, a bit that wasn't really working, of, like, I killed a fetus in cold blood, and my dad dad killed other people's children for, like, you know, war stuff. And that wasn't really working. But to connect it together, oh yeah. the mink coat, oh yeah, mar- it can it makes it it makes it big and small at the same time. You're able to talk about
5: yeah,
0: and, and when, whenever you can bring these two disparate elements yeah. and show them to have that kind of similarity and generate mm-hmm. new meaning at the same time, yes. you give yourself some co- comedy gold.
3: Yeah, it was uh, yeah, that was a really that bit was something that like. Happened all at once. Like it happened outside of the Grizzly Pear when I was like smoking and talking to somebody, and then I went in and it worked. Oh, nice. And then, nice. I, and love then that. I just started tightening it. But yeah, it was like, yeah. It was something that came Fucking,
2: out. Fucking, that's. Cr- I love when bits are like that. Yeah. When it's like, I was
0: just thinking this. Got to get it
2: out. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it yeah works.
3: When it Burns a hole in your. Yeah.
0: Brain. This is a joke told as truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a. It's not a truth told as a joke. Exactly. Why do you think? That people laugh when you say I'm just okay with murder.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's I think it's unexpected, mm-hmm. and I think it's contextualized in that way in a way that they feel comfortable. They feel comfortable hearing it
2: and also um, they are realizing that they are in a lot of ways a lot of ways also comfortable with the yes murder. yes yeah anyone exactly, with an iphone
3: right. has accepted slavery yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: that's why the delete uber thing was a little weird so fucking stupid, <laughs> it <was> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's stupid like, whatever yeah
3: um yeah i think i think it's a uh, i think they're recognizing something that's true about themselves and they're hearing it from an unexpected place yeah, and and it's like it's a benign violation. Yeah, right, right, right. They, it's an the, unexpected thing to hear. That's the violation. Right. And the benignness of it is that we've already gone through this like mink journey. So like the abortion and the war stuff is like an afterthought. Yeah. Like it just sort of contextually like oh you oh you're gonna pretend to have a problem with this mink coat, yeah. You Fucking colonialist, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Virtue signal all the way to the bank, you dumb whore. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you give them like numerous examples which is great because you could have like for the sake of the joke slash argument you could have just used one
5: yep
3: so clearly and when i do a clean show so like that tag of i killed a fetus in cold blood and (sighs) and my father uh killed people for money i don't do that's my version of cleaning up the bit is to just not do that tag if i'm like yeah, to speaking yeah. to old people, or if it's a show before seven p.m., or like somebody, somebody's if somebody's told me to work clean, yeah, yeah. they're not getting that tag. Yeah,
5: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: that's my that's my version
1: of cleaning me up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: like yeah, it's the, the comedy Windex.
0: It's right,
1: just, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> comedy Windex. I like that.
1: Come on, let's talk about sex.
0: The next bit is by Chris Rock. It's from his 2018 Netflix special, Tambourine.
1: Yeah, I go hard. I I got girls and I go hard. So if you got a black son, shit, you gotta just punch him in the face. So as soon as he wakes up in the morning, it's like, morning nigga, pow. So if you don't punch your black son in the face, that's child abuse. It's rough out there for a black boy. Well, it's rough. That's right. That's right. Some people say young black men are an endangered species. But that's not true, because endangered species are protected by the government. You got to punch your black son in the fucking face. You understand me? Hard. Yeah, I said it. On Netflix, I said that shit. Do you understand? It's important that your black son follow your instructions. It's the difference between life and death. Okay? Okay? Yeah. Yeah, because we got a crazy justice system out here, man. So we got a justice system for rich for poor, for black for white. We live in a country where two people can do the exact same crime in the exact same place at the exact same time and get a different sentence. Only in America. Yo, we, we gotta change this justice system. Yo, the American justice system should be like Walmart. Should be just like Walmart. Say, like, hey, if you can find a lighter sentence we will match it <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, that's the bit. Very <laughs> good. I picked this bit because um it's one of those things where he just says the truth.
3: He says it, his truth.
0: Well, well in mm-hmm. the in the sense that it's true that you can get a completely mm-hmm. a different sentence. Mm-hmm. That, yes. Um uh for the same crime in the same place and the same way, mm-hmm. that is not the funny part, the funny part comes when he gives you a, a, a very, very, very simple analogy. Yeah. Yeah. It Should be like Walmart. If you can get a lighter sentence, lighter sentence will match it. Yeah. yeah. And and I, um, to me, I had to like see that twice to really get it fully, um, in, like what he was really saying. And I I I like this because um, it's just the truth. Mm-hmm. it's it's that's all it is it's unvarnished he's not he's not dressing it up, nope yeah. there's nothing particularly and and it gets a huge laugh because he's able to tie it to something so yes. innocuous like yeah. Walmart yeah right.
3: I actually found myself getting distracted because I was like. Walmart is like prison. You're trapped in a wage slave job. They exploit. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: right.
3: And then I, yeah, but he, I mean, he brought me back.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right, 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 right.
3: Yeah, I I've got communities by the throat. Uh, <laughs> that a,
0: that and that's like, your. I know that's my own <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, all that's great. I don't think that's what the bit's about entirely. I know. Um, but but I, uh, he's a grandmaster of. Showing you this truth, a truth from a different perspective that you Mm -hmm. might not have ever considered because you don't have to. Yes. And, and, and it's, and I I find it fascinating that. that How dare you
3: condescend to me with your like white self about how I should raise my children when you will never face the stakes that I do. Yeah. Right. Yes. And it's the same attitude my father comes with. How dare you tell me what is or what is not a war crime from the comfort of your fucking house. Uh You've never been there. You've never had to make those decisions and you don't know what kind of choices you'd make in that, in that situation. Mm -hmm.
0: And yet, and yet, um, I, I still think, uh, not to get too far off, but, uh, you know, ethics still can transcend personal experience, um, I, and and just because you didn't feel the same in that in that moment doesn't mean that the ethical underlying principles don't still apply despite your feelings. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I don't. Again, it's like yeah, you, you sure. haven't been there. You don't know. You haven't felt it. Right. But at the same time, like that's what ethics are. You do what you think is right.
3: I'm sure that a dis- despite like, how you feel, yeah, and I'm sure that a child psychologist would be happy to explain how right. like violence perpetuates itself, right. and that like punching your black son in the face is maybe not the best way yeah, yeah. to end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and also the 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 feeling truth Uh that chris rock is hitting on is true
0: and i think with stand-up in particular though you don't have to play that game yeah exactly you don't you don't have to play that game if you can get people to feel that for a moment ethics aside if you can get them there so you can see why you would think that Mm -hmm. even if you don't agree yep peep and and if they see that the truth of your particular perspective it's so interesting how hard people will laugh in that moment yep against they're like well i don't do that yeah but i get how i get why he would Okay, good talk. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's a great clip.
1: Come on. Let's talk about sex.
2: All right. Thank you, Caitlin.
1: Thank, Thank you, so Caitlin. Much yeah, for this is having amazing. Me. Yeah, yeah, this Ugh. was super
2: fun. Yeah, yeah. And this was a big topic, so you crushed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I
3: hope you guys had fun. Yeah. Yes.
0: Did you have fun?
3: I did. I did.
0: Let's do a few plugs. Sure. So let's start with the the oldest profession podcast. Yes,
3: I also have a podcast. Yeah. If yeah. you
0: like podcasts,
3: which you must. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I. Wendy. Do you guys know Wendy Starling? Uh huh. Yeah. So Wendy Starling Blamer and I. Puss. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so every week we uh, tell a different story from a sex worker from history. And uh, we're both old pros ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of riffing and a little bit of history.
2: That is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Check it out. It's on iTunes, Spotify.
2: It's I mean, on all of it. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Spotify, how, long are, how long are the episodes typically?
3: Uh, about an hour. About an hour yeah, long? Yeah. Oh. Plus cool. or minus five.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you, there's like this uh, historical element to absolutely. it. Where you're like, all right, this is a great horror story. Yep. Uh, and um, and also, did you guys, when you started it, did you tell your own stories yes. quite a bit? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's absolutely. So, uh, I mean, you know, we, we talk about our own experience with sex work. And then we also talk about, um, you know, the... Uh, it's called The Oldest Profession, so yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's got a history. That's a great
2: name for a podcast, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and
3: That's it's great. interesting because we, we tell, um, you know, individual people from history's stories, and then we also uh, try to contextualize it and, like, you know, what was going on, um, society's relationship to sex work um, has changed over time um, yeah. and it tends to go through go through cycles.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Culture to culture, time to time, culture culture place to time. To place. time, time. Yeah, mm. what's going on? Nation
3: I mean, like, you nation. know, whores and Jews have been uh, scapegoats the whole time. So, wait, what did you say? I said whores and the Jews have yeah. been like oh, scapegoated yeah. Yeah. in yeah. similar ways yeah. um, at different times. Yeah. So, it sort of depends on like what cultural need. Uh, the like you know the controlling class needs sex workers to play yeah. um at that time, yeah. and so like how so whether they 're hapless victims or uh conniving uh you know predators mm-hmm. or like you know it, it, the story that society tells itself about what it means to be a sex worker serves whatever function um you know they needed to
0: and uh do you think that uh have you ever thought about, if it 's the oldest profession like who? what job did the people had who paid for the first like wh- who was so, the it, <laughs> okay. so, twigs all right. and berries
2: alright alright
3: alright do you want me to nerd out on this yes like, uh, okay alright cool uh, so alright so obviously when you talk about the oldest profession talking about professions outside of economies and uh, currencies doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense right yeah. but sex work actually predates us as a species just like hunting does Right? So, like, other animals hunt. Mm -hmm. Other animals exchange things of value, like nesting material Mm -hmm.
0: or food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, birds do it. Yeah, Yeah. birds do it. Uh Monkeys do
3: it. Uh Uh, There's a kind of fish that does it. They'll trade for access to sex. Oh, man. So, like, just like, you know, we didn't invent hunting.
5: Yeah.
3: We didn't invent sex work either. So, it really predates us as a species, but when you talk about, like, sex work that we recognize right so you know like a penguin that take that you know gives a strip tease or lets a penguin that isn't her penguin husband fuck her in exchange for a rock isn't a prostitute she's a penguin right her her main job is penguining right, most yeah. of her time Prostitution's right. more of a side game. right
0: it wasn't until yeah. recently and fighting. it wasn't until recently that um they had the first penguin brothel right 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 yeah, then, yeah so special, yeah.
3: specialization <laughs> Happens when civilizations make a leap in uh, in technology. When you go right. from like villages to cities, that enables specializations, right? Like like or baking. or hunter
0: gatherer to right. to farming. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, no. no Farming's
3: still not still not enough, right? So you can have. I mean, you have farm. You need surplus. You need. You need. But that's what I'm saying.
0: Like agriculture allowed for surplus. Yes.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. So agriculture and hunting. Mm -hmm. Um. So the the first prostitutes were actually priestesses Mm -hmm. in the goddess Ishtar's temple. Yeah. Ishtar's one of the early like mother. So like the first prostitutes. Were it was an act of worship, and so the way that you give an offering to a church, you would give an offering to the priestess at the temple of Ishtar, and sex was a part of the ritual, yeah. So it's like, anyway, it was
2: part of her godliness, yeah. That's very cool, yeah. Oh man, that has changed so much, (laughs) so much. Oh man,
3: right, let's go back, yeah. We can, that was a really, yeah, Yeah, I think we will, yeah. We get to like, we get to just decide. I mean, I think that we, one of the things that. I hope, like, the way that we think about things is a choice. Like, we get to... Sure. Yeah, we get to choose... Truth yeah, is part of his perspective. Yep.
0: All right. Well, uh, follow our guest, Caitlin Bailey, on Twitter. That is Caitlin Bailey. That's,
3: yes. That's the my handle there. spelled my name wrong. It's mm-hmm. K-A-Y-T-L-I-N... <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, I'm real white trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, Carolina, baby. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vietnam. Uh, so, yes, yeah, it's Caitlin yeah. Bailey on Jay Instagram cool. and Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. And uh, It's
0: Caitlin.Bailey on, on Facebook. Is it? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, great. It's Caitlyn. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought Did you could homework. just search for me. <laughs> yeah. um, and my website is, hasn't been updated since 2011, but I'm going to be in the Women in Comedy Festival in Boston and the Pittsburgh Comedy yeah. Festival in Pittsburgh, uh, both in April. So, check me out if you're in those places.
0: The links to all this stuff will be in the show notes as per usual, and you'll see the link to the Oldest Profession podcast. Uh, There's an iTunes link as well as the Facebook page link. And our own plugs, I have something coming up soon. I don't know if it'll come out in time, Mm -hmm. but on April 13th, I have a show that is dedicated all toward... Uh, polyamory and bdsm and Ooh. alternative lifestyles it's called special tonight a three-way experience it includes yeah, it includes dinner and comedy and Coming. Uh, and a dj yeah. yes <laughs> it is actually in a sex play space like uh-huh. it's actually happening in a uh, but um, it's probably the one time all those people will get together and no one will come <laughs> <laughs> i uh, can i plug something quickly oh wait, real quick you can you can find oh, out sorry. more information on that uh special-tonight.com um,
2: also, I will be uh, with uh, Michael Logan. We are going to be at UMass um, opening for uh, Kelly Kells uh, Davis. Uh, that will be sometime in mid-April. I do not know the exact dates, but just look at my Twitter handle and Instagram for more information on right. that. Right.
0: Or don't. So and and I, then- <laughs> Yes, I book
2: shows outside of New York. Yes.
0: Uh, I, and then a uh, special thanks, of course, to Chris Rock, to Ali Wong uh, for unwittingly Contributing to the success of this podcast, I hope yeah. you're
3: okay with all that we did to you. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: and and of course, as always, uh, thank you so much, Salt and Peppa. I've recently learned that not only is this is fair use, it's really a parody. I think that's that's it's really important <laughs> yeah. to recognize how much of a parody <laughs> that song yeah, yeah. is. Um, I we're mean we're a, now. As as you continue to uh, lovingly not sue us uh, 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 for the parody, the, 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 the respectful. <laughs> Loving, very funny Pun based parody about uh, things That things it is <laughs> Alright, thank everybody Let's talk
1: about sets Let's talk about sets Let's talk about sets Let's talk about Sets!